Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, first of all, for being here and streaming the show. What you guys may have not known is due to COVID-19, Marlon and I have been practicing social distancing, and we've been using Skype to record our episodes for the past couple at this point. Um, this episode in particular, due to connection, it might not be the best in certain areas when it comes to audio. We apologize for that and bear with me, okay, as I begin to really learn how to work and navigate Skype and how to edit it properly. We're going to fix it for next episode, but let's get into this show. Retire the side. I'll sing at a point again soon, not now, but soon. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you got a lot of faith in folks to retire the side, y'all, because you know things happen. Listen. Yeah. <sighs> Welcome to my how it don't move 100. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh my God! No, not welcome to my head. Don't move. Welcome to <laughs> your head is nappy. Who is your pappy? Three oh five. Oh my God! <laughs> um, welcome to press and curl one hundred and one. <laughs> not to press. You know what? We just gonna lay that right there because I had a vision of a high calm. And I just refuse to go any further because I'm starting to smell the blue magic. And I think oh. we should just stop. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. That's Welcome to the festivities this week, kids. Welcome to a social experiment. Gone right, wrong, wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Up, down, left, right, A, B, start, maybe? No? <laughs> Something along those lines. Um, I'm your host, Lonnie. Um, my Twitter handle will be Sweet Bussy Balling. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and this is your co-host, Marlon, a.k.a. Uh, I Hate It Here. Somebody hit the reset button. And this is... Uh, this is Who Raised You, host, girl. That's right. This is Who Raised Y'all. You ain't got no sense. I'm sick of the shit. Again, well, of course, we're not here alone, but it's tradition with us girls, okay, that we allow our guests to introduce themselves. Gentlemen. Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, I'm Will. Hey, guys, I'm Al. And it's so lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> Thank you guys for taking time Welcome out of a busy Sunday to sit, politic, and po- talk bullshit with us. <laughs> yes, politics and bullshit. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, am I alone in saying that I was glad I kind of watched them? No, I actually I, watched the show. I enjoyed it. I couldn't stop watching it. I've not watched it yet. 
Do you watch it yet, friend? No, I have not watched it yet. Um, I'm too busy watching the 2021 version on the news every day. Oh, you know. And then there's yeah. things, things like that. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna scroll on on scroll. Um, quick church bulletins. Um, as we all know, um. It was announced that the MX's memorial service will be held this coming weekend um, at Barclays Center. And we unfortunately also lost Black Rob. Um, from what I know, which is, this is alleged, I don't have the full story to be to confirm, but he had, um, he actually ended up contracting COVID and the conditions lasted up to like, what, three months before they actually finally let him out? And unfortunately, he passed when he came home. Like, I think it was like a few days later. But he was very vocal because he would upload videos to his social media showing his current condition. So definitely rest in peace to Black Rob. Blast well, one good time for the culture. Just because she needs it. That's good. Rest in peace. That's it. Rest in peace. So, let's pick our poison this week, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna let it. Since there's all there's everyone here, I'm gonna make it a group activity. So if more than two, that's what we're gonna go with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, let's switch it up a bit. Um. Hmm. Come on, Atilani. That's right. I get that. I I get that energy. I do. <laughs> I can't with you. Trying to find a clever way to word it. Mm-hmm. Tip. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go with the name Peach and the Creep. Peach okay. or the Creep? Peach, the Peach or the Creep? Let's go for the Creep. Well, you did say Creep, didn't you? And I we're not did. talking TLC, guys. Um, a federal judge approved to move R. Kelly to New York for his sex trafficking trial. Um, I'm getting this information from the shade room. A former judge has approved R. Kelly to be moved from Chicago to New York City for his trial due to several sex trafficking allegations, according to AP News. The trial sets occur in Brooklyn federal court on August 9th after delays due to the pandemic. Um, if you guys are not familiar as to why they're moving to New York, I believe it's between New York, Illinois. Yeah, it was mainly New York and Illinois that has the most cases when it comes to his situation. Mm. Oh, so they're moving it according to the victims, yes? Yes. Um, if you guys remember, I think majority of the cases, if it it's Atlanta, excuse me, Atlanta, Chicago, and New Jersey, um, in New York. Whew, wow. Okay, well. I, you said the creep, I had to go there. Well, okay. You know? So much for that. Next. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to start with that one. That's right. Um, shout out to the Real Housewives fans. Um, Phaedra Parts is reported um, she's making her grand return to Bravo for a special episode. Um, a special episode? For an episode. 
It says if you're an OG fan of the um, Bravo Housewives, we've got news for you. Phaedra Parks will be making her highly anticipated return to the network, according to according to the exclusive by People magazine. Um, Phaedra is scheduled to appear on a special episode called Bravo Blast from the Past, Real Housewives on May 6th. Bravo plans to air an uh, excuse me, a marathon of nostalgic and special episodes, including this one during Watch, ha- um, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. <laughs> do we feel like she should return to Bravo in general? I do. I think she was a great fit for the show. For how yeah. she was. I liked her. I did. I didn't approve of what she did to Candy to get her fired, but, you know. I think she's a good fit for the show. She should definitely come back since getting rid of Nene, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I can't front that before the whole candy scandal, Phaedra uh, was one of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she got real messy. <laughs> real very fast. messy, very cool. <laughs> uh, and she, I agree with Al, she definitely had that Southern Belle, Southern Peach flavor. To go along with Atlanta, it really fit. Uh, I don't know if she go. I, I don't know. I don't know if she come back. You know what? It ain't no skin off my teeth because I don't watch the damn show no more. No way. So it don't even matter. Yeah, you child. Get your money. <laughs> I'm not pressed about it. Like if y'all doing it, y'all doing it. That's it. it is what it is. I don't know, y'all. Do y'all think she should come back to Real Housewives? Though, go for it. Why not? I'm here for it. Get to the bag. Yeah, they 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 need some more because according to like people that actually watch the show, it's it's missing something. So <laughs> you know why not? Because <laughs> mm. who else is gonna do it? If they I, bring back Beanie, I just I'm feel like to, they gotta uh, bring back my girl Anifia. I feel like without Nini or Phaedra. Who does Kenya have to argue with? I'm tired of seeing the same old argument between her and Portia. I'm over it. Kenya's old. She needs something to do. Portia, God bless her heart. Candy is doing her candy coated nights thing, I believe, still. She's still trying to be this sex siren. I don't I don't got time for it. It's boring. Oh no. <laughs> you wanna leave Candy's dungeon alone. Yeah, that part. Leave Candy's dungeon alone. I mean, if anything, I feel like they should <sighs> they should probably phase out the people that have kind of come full circle already. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I haven't, like I said, I haven't watched, I think, the last two seasons. I think the last season I watched effectively was when they went to Tokyo with Eva. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like... The people that have already told their story, like, how much are you going to tell? Like, not for nothing, I love Candy. She's, like, my number one favorite. But, girl, you make money. And you make lots of it. And you make more than everybody else on this show. What more do we need to know about you? Right. Mm-hmm. Your legacy is already built. We, we know you. Right. We see you. Kenya, you, you messy. you always been messy. We saw you go through your relationship thing. You got your baby, which is something that you have wanted forever. You're raising your child. You still got no husband. What else are we talking about with you? Don't for, don't forget her hair care line. Wow. So her baby and <laughs> listen. <laughs> if I want to let my soul glow, that is my business. Let my soul glow. Let it shine. 
I don't know. You know, I, I ain't used Carefree Gold in a long time, so I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Kenya, what are we talking about with her? Uh, I don't even know who else. Like Portia, I. I mean, at first you were the dits, and now you're smart. So then you got a baby. So what else are we talking about with you? Because not for nothing, like, what does Portia do besides being a radio show? Like, you, you're a radio show host. So what else are we talking Portia about? Had, Portia's family is wealthy. Like, she doesn't have to work at all. I mean, that's and that's my thing. Like, if, if they get some fresh blood, like, maybe keep one of the older ones to do the transition, but they need new people to kind of keep it fresh and interesting. Because bringing Nene back ain't going to do nothing, but it's... I, I'm, okay, Nene, you're shady, and you're the oldest, and you... Yeah. I yeah. see that no one has mentioned Cynthia Bailey at all yet. Because... And, and, <laughs> and for good reason, you Al, you want to know why? Because her story has been told damn three times. You're a model. <laughs> You wanted to get married, then you didn't want to be married, then you found some other man, then you got married again. Like, that's her narrative. And you mm-hmm. was friends with Nene, and now you're not friends with Nene, and you know. Cynthia, it's Cynthia's Legendary cheekbones. Wonderful <laughs> gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> like, as, as, my, <laughs> as my turn at the seat at the Beauty salon turns. Cheers to the girls. Yeah, new shit. Do something new. (laughs) Um, well, let's see. I'm thinking of odd matchups. Actually, in the White Tears segment of Mm. Choose One, um, we have complaints. In settlements. Mm. They both sound like Karen, so. They sound like what? They both sound like Karen, so it don't matter. You know, you have to pick one. Let's start off with settlements. You know, why not? We'll start off in the courthouse, since they can't Um, seem to go there. I think, single-handedly, this has to be one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Um, if you guys don't remember, not so long ago, there were a few documentaries that came out surrounding what took place at the Fire Festival. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry for my once off my ancestors because I think single handedly that had to have been one of the funniest situations I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> does this, I will never forget those documentaries ever, because I cried watching them. Mm. Like, only the parts I didn't cry is that the people that lived on the actual island when mm. they lost. But I was laughing at the the actual people that went to the concerts. I think those that was the funniest ones for me. Wow. Okay. So, um, you know, just like everyone knew there would be, there's a class action lawsuit that took place and actually the fire festival attendees to receive payments of $7,200 each after winning a two um excuse me a 2 million dollar class action lawsuit okay 
Good for them. So yes, they got me money back. That's amazing. Happy birthday. <laughs> right. You know, got a uh, what's what's the the fourth? Got a fourth or fifth stemmy? That's cute. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a hefty stemmy. I mean, well, you know, that is a hefty stemmy. They're lucky girls. They're lucky girls. Stupidity pays. I guess. You know. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it was sad. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of sad and Karen tears, excuse me, the FCC reportedly received over a thousand complaints about Cardi B and Megan the Stallion's WAP performance at the Grammys. Here we go. <sighs> Look, every, everybody do the Lonnie side. <sighs> All right. So, over a thousand emails following Cardi and Megan's performance. Some of the complaints. Froze for you. Oh, the technical demon is out today. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Lonnie, you back. All right. What happened? <laughs> wait. Did you say, okay, wait, what happened? Yes, because you froze. <laughs> oh, damn, I did. I'm sorry, y'all. It stopped at, you stopped um, at a thousand emails, and then that was it. Oh, it said a thousand. It basically said most of the complaints said there were sluts being sluts. Wow. So, if I remember correctly, Mm. there was once an MTV Music Awards ceremony where uh, uh, Karma, 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 Chameleon, aka Madonna. Mm-hmm. And a once sane Britney Spears mm-hmm. had a full on lesbian kiss and groped each other on the stage. Mm-hmm. There it is. You all thought it was groundbreaking lesbianism. It was fine. It was it was fashion. It was great. But mm-hmm. these two black women danced and literally did what? One move, which was quite the move. I think I'm gonna have to incorporate that one. Next time I see back, but I'm, I'm um, stretched a little bit. So they do that, didn't kiss, didn't do anything else. The move lasted all of like probably two seconds. Like Megan flipped up and reversed it, and we were done with the song. But this is too much. It's way too much. This think about is the too ch- much. Think about the children. I, I, <sighs> Lil Nas X said it best. I, I'm not raising your fucking kids. You raise your kids. Exactly. You. Why, why you. am I raising your kids? Why Thank am I you. making music for your kids, bitch? Of the children. Because uh, y'all ain't thinking about your kids. Like, get the fuck out of here. How you gonna be <laughs> outraged about this shit? What are you outraged for? You know, it's just, it's such a double standard because I promised you. When they had that lesbian kiss at the VMAs, I promise you, I didn't hear this much backlash. You didn't hear any of it. And they kissed. I'm like, mind you, they did not kiss. They danced. They did not kiss. But they're being called sluts. Coin purses wasn't even touching. Didn't even touch at all. 
Okay. Did not touch. You didn't see no. It was like you ain't see nothing slip out. None of those things. Them cats was socially distanced. It was totally fine. I can't with you. <laughs> you know, I'm like y'all. We complain at the about the wrong things at the wrong time. No, we don't complain about nothing. The kids yeah. complain about everything that don't yeah. line up with their agenda. That's what it, it is. Let's call it fade and fade. I want you to think of the kids, okay? I just think everybody is being really sensitive about this performance when they don't have to. Like, like we have not seen so much quote-unquote worse. Mm -hmm. We have seen way more flesh, way more sexual innuendos, all types of shit on these music award ceremonies than this. I don't understand the outrage. I don't get it. I think there's definitely a double standard there because it even goes back to, you know, when Michelle Obama was first lady, she would wear sleeveless dresses and people complained about that. And then you had literally a Playboy model come along next and, you know, they called her the classiest, you know, it's, it's clearly, you know, something Where going would you on. Preach? Would you preach on today, sir? Would you preach on today? It's clearly, you know, something that they're not saying that we... It was a full-on plate. My look, skin, skin. I can Google <laughs> right. your Feel vagina. I can Google your labia, okay. ma'am. Why is that possible? And you're the first lady. Why? We're gonna go there. If we're gonna do the thing, we're gonna do the thing. Right. Get out. Right. You don't hear nothing about that. Nothing. Well. Your privilege is showing, ma'am. Your privilege is showing. <laughs> okay. Get, that, get all that together. Um, someone mentioned Lil Nas X, and unfortunately, he made the news. Um, not for good reason. Um, basically, it came out that his mom um struggles with addiction. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. So the original um, caption came from his father. It says, despite what people say, Lil Nas X is the greatest kid a parent could be blessed with. Although his mother is in a struggle with addiction, she's still a queen, and he goes through great lengths to make sure we're taken care of. Those who have family members and friends dealing with addiction understand there ain't enough money you can throw at the situation to make it right. I don't usually address personal issues publicly, but felt like this needed to be. Please join us in keeping her in your prayers and those out there trying to create a false story. You won't prosper. Hashtag control the narrative. So Little Nas X had tweeted and then deleted this following statement. I hate speaking on my personal life, but y'all niggas don't know how many nights I've cried myself to sleep feeling guilty because nothing I tried would help my mom. Paint me as the bad guy all you want, but at the end of the day, you don't know me outside of this internet shit. And that's that's the truth to you right there. Mm -hmm. Giving way to me. And that's real. No. Mm -mm. So it's it's hard. <laughs> Especially when you're a celebrity you have to go through your parents still being an addict. Mm -hmm. And it's not I mean, especially at a time where you can't even cover that up. I mean, can we give it up to all of the queer youth that have continued to be champions for parents that did not want them? Mm -hmm. There we go. Because of their sexuality. Right. And I'm just going to leave that there. 
Mm. Oh, oh. Let it marinate <laughs> overnight. Put it in the yeah. refrigerator. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Come up in the Tupperware and let it sit there. Right. Um, I promised myself not to. Mm. I don't know if I want to talk about the ongoing situations. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. I've gotten to a point now where I've become slightly numb to it now. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I'll say this. Because I am also numb to it. It depends on the vantage point you're looking from, whether it's good or bad. Uh, I'd like to think that about, what, maybe 25% of it is good in the sense of protecting your, trying to protect your peace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's overwhelming. And again, (laughs) have not watched them yet because I'm too busy watching it in 2021. I just, I'm tired of this this uh, forced trauma bonding that we as black people have to endure these days. Yeah. From all vantage, from like every corner. Like, y'all can't stop making movies about our trauma. We're getting shot down, gunned down every day from every corner, from every person. I just, I'm fucking tapped out, y'all. I I, I can't. I can't. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, It's just that the dumbness of things that we unfortunately lose our lives over has reached an all-time just idiotic response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So idiotic. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's it's not ending anytime soon, and I just don't know what it will take for it to end, and if we're logically speaking and logically thinking about it, the things that it will take means that none of us will see it in this lifetime. Absolutely. Because there is so much unpacking and rewriting of history. And it depends too much on folks that are not on the receiving end of the bullshit right. to change for it to happen. Mm. Yeah. You know. I think. Uh, um, mm. Hmm. I'm going to speak on this only because I had to when we ran into a little bit of technical difficulty behind the scenes y'all I had to I was kind of glad I was able to draw back this because I wanted to specify and talk about just one aspect of it so Samuel had covered a story about Roland Ray talking about the term her. Now, if you guys have not lived under a rock, we all know when everyone was running around screaming, period, as if they actually needed to purchase tampons. Not tampons. I hate you. <laughs> Roland Ray had decided to shorten the statement to per. Now, he has been saying per. For as long as I can remember, and of course, it turned into everyone starting to use it. Now, of course, this is way back when I want to say this started pre-pandemic, well before pre-pandemic, if I can recall. Definitely. 
So now um, it's a new artist by Corey LeRae. Yes, there's a backstory between her and Benzino that I don't feel like getting into. So she has threatened basically to get legal with it. For a better lack of words, because now that she owns the turn, once you create the song, technically you own the turn because you're going to have to trademark it. But he was speaking on people taking from gay artists and not crediting them in response to this controversy. Okay. What do you guys think about that one? It's tough because that's definitely um, an issue, you know, especially with gay artists. Like, I feel like our culture is, especially Black gay artists, um, our culture is just, you know, appropriated all the time. But at the end of the day, the only thing the courts care about is that copyright. So it's like, if it wasn't copyrighted, then there's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you you have to cover your own. That's the, you know, that's the world we live in. You have to cover your tracks and make sure that, you know, if you're going to go around saying you coined something, you have to have that copyright because that's all that, that really matters to, you know, the courts at least. This girl is just simply trying to sue because um, Roland Ray's song is actually charting higher than hers. <laughs> so that's that on that. <laughs> Her. That's that on that. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's a tale as old as time, child. Like, right. But I think the whole music industry is built up off of our culture and mm-hmm. we just have learned to deal with it. Like, okay. We run the whole music industry. We we run a lot of these Hollywood shit, but you know, say that, it's, say it's, that. We've just learned to deal with it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really unfortunate. I, I that's another thing that you know. It would be great if it changed, but it depends too much on other folks and the system and <laughs> a whole litany of bullshit that this it's. It, it won't happen in this lifetime. Not in it this won't. one. It won't. Not and in this one. With that being said, it's time to cross over. Okay. So I got for that segment. Mm-hmm. We're going to cross over to the thread. But right before we go into that, I want to put something in to scroll on right before we leave that I want to pick y'all brain about. Okay. So. <clears throat> And there is some news floating about TikTok about an HIV vaccine being produced sooner than later. Oh, wow. And that the company that uh, makes the Moderna vaccine is actually helping in making this HIV vaccine a reality within, I do believe, like, the next year or two. Oh, wow. That's really fast for a vaccine. Okay. Yeah. So, what do y'all think about that? Another way to make a quick buck. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because we're slowly but surely, hmm, I'm glad you kind of brought this up. I did want to dodge, but talk about it. Um, 
the things that are starting to come out about the vaccine, I don't know vaccines for better lack of words. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because they're now finding out that Pfizer it will be is a third shot required and nine times out of ten it'll turn into annual. Then of course you got the Johnson and Johnson heifer right here. That <laughs> they suggested they excuse me, they recommended a pause because they found Six people popped up with rare blood clots. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'll tell you what I think. <clears throat> it's not surprising to me because to me, COVID is the new HIV. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. This pandemic is global, it affects everyone, not just a specific group as mm-hmm. people try to push on HIV. Mm-hmm. It affects everyone. After I heard about the third booster shot, this made even more sense to me because the reality of the matter is, is that COVID is not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will continue to research it, tweak vaccines, and because COVID doesn't have a quote-unquote season, and it's year-round, I knew that one shot, one set of this vaccine was not going to be enough. So the booster shot doesn't surprise me. Because, again, it's not a seasonal thing. The bitch just here. She's here in the cold. She's here in the heat. She's here when the April showers turn into Mayflowers. She doesn't give a shit. Uh, But to bring it back to my point, it is not convenient for an HIV vaccine to be coming out right now. Because we had already gotten to a point where you got to think about how long HIV has lasted. It's literally been almost 40 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And in 40 years, within the last decade, we were just getting to a point where we understand that if you are, we just got the language about being undetectable. We just found out that if you are undetectable, you cannot spread the virus. And then we just got this medication that prevents you from contracting the virus. Mm-hmm. So a vaccine was only one step next, but COVID stepped in and was like, girl, I'll take it from here. I'm going to grab this COVID bag and then your bag's going to get smaller because if we give the girls an HIV vaccine, then, you know, you can die off, but I'm going to take over. COVID is another moneymaker. HIV is no longer important like that. Now it's something that affects everybody. So, move on, girls. It's a new girl in town. What'd you say? I'm sorry. You you said this vaccine is going to be coming out within the next year or so? Within the next year or so, yeah. Doesn't a vaccine take at least a good, like, 10 years to create? Like, you got to do the work. So, I'm not... Well, not for nothing. You know, we've learned, again, with, with technology and where we are now, like in the science world and all this stuff, we saw how if it's important, it doesn't take that long. Okay. Well, no, you're right you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when it came down to COVID-19, bitch, it's important because she came and she shut down everything. That bitch, you can't did. go nowhere and stay your ass in the house. You can't do nothing. And all the higher ups, all the big wigs that got all this money was like, bitch, y'all need to do something about this. I'll throw all of my money at you getting this done. Right, before we all die. Take care of Listen, <laughs> look, to coin a phrase, if, if you got the money, you can look like this. 
<laughs> you know, the coins will let you get whatever you want. So they yeah, make it. I've got the coins. Exactly. See what it is. That's it. When you got the coin, you can do whatever you want. So yeah, I, I don't. You know, it it doesn't surprise me that it wouldn't take long for them to conquer an HIV vaccine. So it's it's no surprise to me at all. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how it's going to roll out because it comes on the heels of um, an HIV treatment. They're coming out with a monthly shot for those that are living with HIV to take instead of taking pills every day. Mm. So mm. It's, it's, it's just all coming together, child. It's all coming together. But I have to pick y'all brains about that before we moved on to the next segment. So thank you for indulging me. Definitely. <laughs> all righty. So. Uh, it is time for the thread, ladies and germs. And this week, we are going to be tackling gender roles. How about this? What's up? Can I tell the story that led to this? I would love for you to, because I was just about to say, y'all know Lonnie been brainstorming lately, and he came up with this topic and brought it to me. So Look at him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... Mm. I'm sorry, I had a moment in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all not gonna start. <laughs> so basically, the game, the rapper, had made headlines recently from a few tweets he had let out. Ooh, so it led, it got it got my head thinking. You know, it had me wondering. So I'm gonna read these tweets to y'all. I want y'all to think about that as we start to ask these questions. Okay. Maybe I'm old school, but my woman ain't paying not excuse me, ain't paying one damn bill. Not rent, not mortgage, not a car note, not nails, hair, clothes, phone, gro- or groceries. If you're taking care of me cooking and fucking the shit out of me, life on me. Period. So after everyone had something to say, he followed up with this. Why she gotta pay half the rent? She giving you half the pussy or something? Niggas kill me. Since the beginning of time, real men have always taken care of shelter, providing, and protecting. And if you ain't got it, go get it. If you're lucky enough to land an independent woman who think who excuse me, who works her ass off and still comes home to cook, clean, and take care of the kids, go crazy sexually. Let her stack what she makes in case y'all ha- y'all need it one day. And handle everything as a man. Everybody different, but it ain't just in me to let a woman share the worry of paying for anything. I feel good carrying that load and not changing. The term, I got a baby, don't worry about it, makes a woman's soul smile, heart warm, and vagina get moist, or more moist than perfect in house cookies. But what do I know? Okay. Now. <laughs> Okay, the game. Go off. <laughs> that led to this topic. <laughs> you know, with all that context, it just changes a lot of these goddamn questions. But all right. Uh, <laughs> Very interesting. Go off, sir. Okay. All right. So. Woo. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Let's just kick it off with the first question. Define what define what the term gender roles means to you. 
And gentlemen, you can sound off whenever you're ready. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I identify as gay, so it doesn't mean as much to me as it might to someone else. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I don't know, I think a lot of it is kind of just force. It's not as important as we make it seem. Yeah. Right? Like, men and women do have, you know, biological differences, but most of the stuff we do to conform to these gender roles are just things that we've done out of, like, tradition. Like, yeah, yeah, like, women... We see our parents do it, and then we turn around and do it in our, you know, lives once we hit adulthood, you know? Or even before that, really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, people defining roles for themselves especially in relationships I, I think it's necessary but I don't know I don't like for me personally I don't like to just um box myself in like that and uh say oh men have to act this way or they have to do certain things or you know you're not a real man if like that to me is kind of awesome. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly it is so that's okay Lonnie, how you feel about that? You know, this has been a great, great topic that I've marinated on for some time. <laughs> uh-huh. um, Give us the sign, Lonnie. Give us the sign. <laughs> <sighs> um, gender roles to me is basically, in my eyes, Speaking as a person that identifies within the community, to me, I feel like it it perpetrates a heteronormative, mm. personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So always, it could, of course, it also depends on what kind of context is used, but for the most part, for me, I think it's just problematic as hell. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Got you. Um... Yeah, recognizing gender roles for what they are, uh, it it is extremely convoluted in the sense that it goes beyond just relationships. Uh, mm-hmm. Though I believe that gender roles are deeply embedded in, um, you know, uh, assigned sex at birth and all that stuff, the whole male and female thing. This narrative that has been taught to us since we were young and born. So, yeah. Mm. So, I, I guess I want to go into this next question uh, because we all seem to be on the same page here. But are gender roles a social construct? Uh, why or why not? I say absolutely. Of course they are. Okay. Expound on that a little bit for me. Um, well, like I was saying before, like, Yes, there are biological differences there, but it's not to the point that, like, like women don't biologically wear makeup. Like, there's nothing in their biology that says, oh, I have to wear makeup and wear skirts. Like, that's just society imposing things on people. So it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, the reason I wear pants is because I was told from childhood that I had to wear pants. Like, you know. Right. So... It's, I've, I, it's definitely a social construct. Okay. And then there's people uh, who are born intersex who 
um, are most of the times, I guess, forced to um, associate with one or the other. So it's like, yeah. Right. Most definitely. Al, what do you think? I agree with everything Will said. Um, I feel like when it comes to that type of stuff, you don't have to box you don't have to box yourself in. I'm not gonna sit here and say one second, you know, I agree with everything about being what what makes a man, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, Oh yeah, you have to wear pants, you have to wear sneakers, you have to play ball, you have to do this to be what's considered a man, you know, yeah. a boy, whatever. But for me, I know personally, just to give you an insight on who I was, I was one of those guys who wasn't so sure about what type of person I wanted to be. I did and dab and makeup and, you know, one second I wanted to be a dancer, one second, you know, I even put on a wig once or twice. It's like, I went with whatever made me happy. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with what Will said, you know. Okay, dig it. Lanethia. About it. Mm-hmm. Side, you feel like it's a social construct? Side. I feel like <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is. Tell me a little bit about that, about your feelings on that. Because it just it per like I said, it further perpetrates to me a heteronormative. Because mm-hmm. everyone in their minds is thinking, oh, or if you display put it better like words it even goes down as far back as masculine and feminine if you're displayed as the more feminine one in the relationship automatically in most people's minds they'll think oh well he's gonna either take care of all the bills in today's society he's gonna take care of all the bills and i'm just gonna talk my money to myself yeah and, and this is the way of thinking for most people and it just creates such a monster, in my opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, let me ask you this. No, go, go ahead, Al. I'm sorry. I was going to say, like the game said, if you just so happen to find yourself an independent woman who, you know, can and wants to do more in a relationship, that's great for you. But that's his, you know, opinion on it. He wants to take care of the woman. He wants to do all that. That's great. I, mean, I can't take that away from him. No one can. So... Right. And, you know, for me, I think that I believe this is a social construct as well, because, you know, I take (laughs) I I like having this conversation because I begin to take pages from different parts of our lives that we don't pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that I focus on that I always bring up to people is to further prove my point. Let's think about the animal kingdom. Right. Now. Animals work on instinct and survival. Yes? Mm -hmm. Uh, There are very few of them that are as, quote, unquote, as evolved as we are as human beings. So if we look to them, and and many humans do when they try to correlate points to uh, shit that we do in our day-to-day lives, they like to reference different animals, so forth and so on. But when it comes down to this whole gender roles and all of this stuff, you know, let's take the lions, for instance. Mm. Lion is supposed to be the king of the jungle. Yes, we hear that all the time. Uh, But if you take a look at a lion's life, 
specifically the male lion. His only job in a pride is to fuck <laughs> and eat. Right. The lioness, though, is the one that hunts for all the food, takes care of all of the children, and keeps the pride in check. In other words, she said, baby, you ain't doing enough. <laughs> That's it. The lion's only job is to, when she's in heat, give up that dick mm-hmm. for about 36 hours to be exact, every 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yes. Oh, wow. That's his job. Penguins. When penguins procreate, the woman lays the egg and then she goes off to hunt for food while the child is taken care of by the father. And he carries the child until they hatch. And when they hatch is when she comes back with the food. Wow. Mm-hmm. So where did we get this whole idea <laughs> that it's so weird women are supposed to be these very docile creatures that are supposed to be fawned over and taken care of and under the jurisdiction of men. Basically to be ruled by men, to be owned by men, pretty much, if you really want to if you really want to go there. Yeah. This and is- another point to further prove, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Lonnie. But another, like, thing in this whole societal, uh, social construct thing is, you know, they brainwashed us so much, this whole, the color spectrum, that blue is for boys and pink is for girls. Uh, Do you know that when that originally started, it was the reverse? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, the, it, 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 it's literally, if you tell a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. Right, mm-hmm. that part, yeah. And people get so hung up on it and hold on to it so tight that they can't see anything else. It's crazy. Lana, you was about to say something. It's really weird. The one thing um, that the game said is he loved the independent woman. I'm like, most women would take that as an opportunity to hold, like, to have themselves some type of money, especially if you're in that type of situation. You're blessed. Yes, your relationship hopefully healthy and balanced, and you're at the point where, in case something happens, I was stacking the whole time that you that we were together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that goes over a lot of people's heads, especially in today's world, where it's more so if that man leaves, you put him in complete control of what happens to you afterwards. Right. Yeah, because, like, if you don't take care of yourself and then he all of a sudden decides that he don't want you no more, the relationship is not working, if you all grow apart, then what is the woman left with? Nothing. You get nothing. But but according to him, she's supposed to be taken care of. He's supposed Mm -hmm. to, like, you know, do everything while she sit back and basically just give up the pussy. That's it. That's all he (laughs) wants. Child, Chile, Chile. <laughs> I mean, you guys I had, this. what was you saying, Lonnie? I, I had to be honest for a moment. Sorry. No problem. Um, so, what effects do you feel the mentality of a breadwinner in a relationship has on its success? 
Like, do we need a breadwinner? Like, what what is what does that look like? Does it actually make for a successful relationship or not? Ooh. I feel like it's better if you have two breadwinners. But for the sake of argument for today, we're gonna go with one person as the breadwinner. Now, the breadwinner, of course, is the person that makes more in this instance. Mm-hmm. So financially, they brunt more of the finances, like more of the expenses, like the rents, other bills, so on and so forth. All of them. Yes, everything. That's what a red one is. They they do it all financially. Mm-hmm. That's so, what I said. Instead of making it two, make it one. <laughs> but it's like, does that, that that mentality, does it like make for a successful relationship can can there be a successful relationship with a breadwinner do you think i think so i think it depends on the 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 relationship and the because you can't really apply like a blanket rule to every relationship because everybody's different so i feel like if that works for you know your situation however however many people are in it I think eventually it'll cause def- it'll cause some problems in the relationship because then eventually the breadwinner will be like, well, you're not doing enough. You know what I'm saying? And then I mean, go. I disagree though. I disagree because I feel like, um, a, like maintaining a household, a home is more than just bringing in money and paying yeah. bills. So like, it, but if you have this one person who's bringing in a ton shit of money and another person just, you know, let's say for instance home just cleaning and cooking it's like eventually that guy or girl will come in with a different aspect and like change up their whole thought process like oh well that's not enough for me anymore then what then that person who's just home cooking and cleaning who has nothing to their name financially is left with nothing Mm -hmm. i mean but Mm -hmm. not for nothing if we're going along with the game who spawned this conversation his mind will never change about that because that's what he wants well, the game. You don't have to do shit. You know what I mean? The game literally isn't with the mother of his three children anymore because he wanted some thought pocket. So, well, and, and, and therein lies the uh, Any type of slander toward the game on this platform? Oh, I, I love the game. I think he's an amazing rapper for what he's done. He hasn't put out a hit in a couple of years, but I think he's really great. Hey, 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 hey. You were, you were being very gracious with Couple, but I like your moxie. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because that's another thing that I think plays into this narrative because, like, the game is highly sought after as a handsome and fine dude. Like, yes, definitely. And I feel like in that, he's getting a pass from Lonnie. Excuse me? Oh, so then you heard what I said. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I, I yeah. think he's getting a pass because you think right. he's fine. I think is an understatement. I just know. Um, um, exactly. Uh huh. Trash is trash. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Whoa. Hold trash up. Is trash. No, he fine. You, you can you can be pretty trash. I heard a lot of that is out in the So yeah, I'm not with you. I don't believe we're having a conversation right now. We are. We are. Cause you brought it up. So, <clears throat> what are some? Of, so okay. So let's dig into this breadwinner thing a little bit more. So what would we say are some of the pros and cons of being in a breadwinner situation? You know, you'll have financial stability. That's one major thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That's one. I think I think with with financial stability comes connection to lead into other business ventures. I guess so. We'll I guess get those connections as well. Mm-hmm. But would you? Because if if your man is a breadwinner and he don't want you to do nothing but stay at home, are you really allowed to do anything else? Oh, now now you're talking a different story. You, you, oh you, no, allowed. I'm allowed. I'm, I'm allowed. I'm gonna do what the fuck I wanted. I want to my friends. I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna be a hood rat with my friends. You're gonna shut your mouth. And therein lies the biggest con for me because what I think is something that is unspoken and unwritten in many of these breadwinner situations is that he who brings the bread makes the rules. So. Mm-hmm. Who made that? Breadwinners. <laughs> Breadwinners. <laughs> Breadwinners. And, and that's what happens in a lot of those situations. The, the, the person that is making the most money in the household, more often than not, is the one that says what goes on and what does not. Because the mentality is, is that I'm taking care of you. You don't have to do shit at all. But chill out, relax, and not for nothing. Let's keep it real. There's fine print and all of that. Nine times out of ten, we want you got to be pretty and stay on top of your fitness. You can't be slacking. Mm-hmm. I want my house clean. I want my kids taken care of. And because I got all the money, what I say goes. So all that thought and bopping that you call yourself want to do with your friends, whenever I'm ready to cut that off, there will be none of that. And if I say you can't go somewhere, then you can't go nowhere because I make the money. If I, if, if I tell you you can't go, then what you going to do? Because you ain't got no coin. I got it all. I'm gonna go. The fuck wrong with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's your man and shit. But this is what you got to deal with when you're dealing with the guy. And, and that 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 mentality is so wrong. You know, I think that when you are with someone who's more financially stable than you, and you are, I guess, taking care of the other half of the cooking and cleaning and maintaining, and you know, if you have children involved, taking care and raising your children. I think it should be looked at as a 50-50 thing. You have mm-hmm. one major thing to make our household whole, but I take care of everything else. So I don't want to hear none of that allow shit. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. when you invite your when you invite your business friends over and, you know, I'm the one cooking and cleaning and making sure that you look like that, that guy, that grand guy, that's all me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So don't, don't make it seem like I'm not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, even even society even plays a part in that because for the longest, and it still is to this day to a certain extent, uh, manual labor around the household is not looked at as a job. It's your duty. Mm. Okay, yeah. You know, which causes another rift and another con in this whole situation where you know, <clears throat> much like the game, who had a wife and kids and decided he was going to do his own thing to go thot and bop with a little thigh pocket. You know, I make the money, so if I want to go out and get another piece of pussy, then I can, and you can't say nothing about that. Because I'm taking care of you. Money trumps all. Yeah. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. You know, when you sign up for breadwinners and shit like that, there's a lot of stuff that comes along with that. There, are, there's a world of possibilities that you, you know, it ain't no, it's never gonna be no free ride. You know, the slander that I'm feeling directed <laughs> from my 
way. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. The, it's not slander directed towards your, your way. But I mean, you know, if you're gonna stand by your man, I want you to stand by your man and know what you should prepare for. I always do. I always do. Okay. All yeah, right. Well, just know. Just that's know. What you're supposed to do. That if the game is what you want, then those games you will play. Oh, uh, uh, uh. oh my gosh! So uh, let's talk about what'd you say? Uh? I was I was just uh, thinking about something I had seen on TikTok. It, there was this guy who approached this pretty pretty dark skinned girl, and she, he had asked her, you know, would you date me? And she was like, yeah. And then he goes to ask her, um, would you would you do something or whatever for a thousand dollars? And she looked at him and she was like baby i got a band for your band and a band for your band so it's like moments like that make you go yes i'm happy she did that because she could have easily been like yeah i'll take the money but she already had her own exactly i like that mm-hmm. yes that was dope i think i've seen that tiktok too that was pretty cool yeah all right so uh let me ask this have you ever supported or have you ever supported or been supported by a spouse before and what was that experience like Lanifia, you got a tail on your tongue. I can see it all in your face. What happened? <sighs> oh, that was a big one, Lonnie. Right. <laughs> down in the relay. Y'all gonna stop trying to come for me. <laughs> um, come on. I would, I would say... Yeah. Kind of sort of in a way, if you will. So uh, which one? You've been, you've been supported? Yes. I have. Okay. What was that experience like? <sighs> Let's just say that experience led to me needing... Led to you needing therapy? Yes. Okay. Now, was there a conversation beforehand about how that worked, or did you just kind of walk into it and that's just the way that it was? Walked into it. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I wouldn't. I like. Okay, let me be specific. Full blown supported financially? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On other like other aspects, yes, but that's it. Okay, so, like, did it consist of, like, uh, like a, an allowance? Did he buy you things? Like, what, what did the support, what did the financial support look like for your relationship? Mm-hmm. It was, first of all, I would never do, like, I need an allowance type situation. Okay. Mm, we never do those. Um, hmm. More so... Small things I was taking care of. I'll be willing to say that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Al, have you all ever been in a situation like that where you've supported or been supported by someone? I have not. I've been offered to be taken care of financially, but uh, it honestly kind of uh, was a red flag to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just um, red flags. 
I think my relationship was kind of like Lonnie's. I definitely walked into that relationship being taken care of. Um, again, no, no allowance, nothing like that. But definitely, he bought me a lot of things, and that was due to infidelity, I guess you could say. Like, it just a lot of it played into just, oh, I apologize here, take this type of thing. And me being young at the time and not really understanding my worth caused for me to just take a lot of the things and throw it under the rug. But in the long run, it damaged me, you know? So, I have a sidebar question. I think mm-hmm. what we're all trying to hit at. So I'm going to get to the nucleus of it just a tad, if we can go there for one moment. Yeah. What is the most expensive gift that you've ever accepted from a spouse? Um. <laughs> hmm. Al, you owe that chuckling. Go on and give up that dirt. He, that's all. Like that's why I had to think about it. I'm like, let me help y'all because I know where we all trying to hit at. What kind? What's the most expensive gift you've accepted from a spouse? A car. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that. I don't have it anymore, but yeah. I accepted a car, and it was one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my life because from there, the I guess the cheating got worse. Not I guess, but it did get worse to the point mm-hmm. where you know, instead of me, instead of me doing what I'm doing behind your back, let me bring it to your face. You know that kind of thing. Let Ooh. me have the person in in our home. You know, breaking the record for you. So, yeah, that's the biggest gift I ever received was a car. So, hmm. Hmm. Okay. You know, I don't. I don't know that I've gotten anything really huge. I think the biggest thing I probably ever got was like a cell phone. But yeah, other than that, I've not gotten like really big gifts like that. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I'm not a materialistic person anymore. Because it's like, mm-hmm. been there, done that. It does nothing for me. Like, nothing. Okay. I, don't I don't need it. <laughs> well, what was the most expensive gift you received? I don't think you answered. Um, well, I've never actually been in a long-term relationship. So if I, you know, ever wanted something, I had to buy it for myself. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the most, I, yeah, the most expensive gift, the most expensive gift I've ever received was tickets to Miami. Okay, that's cute. Okay. Tickets to Miami. What's mine? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this. So, um... How does the dynamic, since we kind of, we're touching on it right now, but how does the dynamic of a breadwinner work with same-sex couples? Do you think it's a a better dynamic? Do you think that it's worse? What does it look like? No, because it, uh, with same-sex couples, in my opinion, I think it's bad. Only reason I say it's bad is because, to me, it, 
gives the person a bullet in the chamber, if I make sense. Mm, yeah, it does. Because it depends on how bad your breakup is. Because next thing you know, let's say things don't work out, y'all broke up, or in the process of breaking up, to them, it's a one-up on you. Who took care of you when you didn't have anything? Well, I paid for this. I'm like, you weaponized what you did out of love. I asked you to do that. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, but wouldn't that be the same even if it was, uh, you know, different genders? Is that because they can still it's, and more than likely do do that? It's the same, but in the same sense, it's kind of it tap dances on, like I said, the heteronormative one. It's kind of expected for the guy. It's rare to find them now, but it's a little more expected with the straights. Better <laughs> way to say it. It's more anticipated with them. With us, it's more of we decide to live together. It's fifty-fifty, unless you find like we said the bre- the breadwinner type that wants to flip all the that basically wants to bring all of it on their back. Hmm. So, do you think that? So, essentially, what you're saying is that as we're talking specifically about two men being in a relationship together, that because of the societal construct of gender roles, that we automatically walk into relationships, splitting it down the middle financially because we as men are quote unquote supposed to be breadwinners on our own. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Any thoughts on that, Willa? Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like because we are gay, it kind of throws the whole gender role thing for a loop. Um, you know, we do tend to have the whole masculine feminine feminine roles within relationships, but as, uh, like most of the people I know, provide for themselves, and then it's just you know them coming together and splitting things down the middle. So. My brother has this thing that he says to me when we're like stressed out. He goes, "We're black and we we're black and we're gay. We can't fail. It's not in our system to fail." So yeah, we're gonna <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Like, and I love it. It gives, it gives me such inspiration, and it makes me go harder just to maintain that level of security across the board, not just financially, with everything. Mm-hmm. So I just love that. Okay. All right. Okay. So last question, gentlemen. So what? With all of this being said about gender roles, breadwinners, and so forth and so on, what does a balanced relationship look like to you? Um, I'll say again, like, it depends on the relationship, but I feel like across the board, because there's nothing wrong with defining roles within a relationship, but if y'all have that communication and that trust between each other, um, that and that openness, yeah. yeah, that openness, like mm-hmm. that, I feel like that's what makes for a healthy relationship because there, I've seen relationships where, you know, one person took care of the finances, and it wasn't like they were doing it to control the other person. Yeah. Um. So I it depends. It, I think um that communication, that openness, and that willing to like, willingness to um meet your partner i think halfway is, is good yeah. right just accepting mm-hmm. someone for their flaws and all and just truly you know having that balance like you said i think it's very important to make sure that 
you know, you're, you're with someone who you can just be in love with and, and love them through everything, you know? That's, that's okay. what makes a successful relationship and happiness. Okay. Lanethia. No, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I love when you give questions that really make me think. <laughs> I don't like you for this. You're the only person I know that knows how to word a flipping question that really makes me laugh to think. Yeah. It's a hell of a shit, okay? I love you too. <laughs> um, a balanced relationship. I feel like we're talking basically someone that's completely you're to me almost like your opposite. Okay. Like you two even each other out, and we're talking in the sense of mainly survival. Then of course we're talking even like fifty fifty. Like, mm-hmm. that's a perfect balance. But if we're talking outside of everything, it's basically... Mm, mm, more of a balance of what you need versus what you want. Oh, that's good, yeah. Expound on that a little bit for me. We all want certain things from our partners or people that we date. But we very rarely look at the needs that we get from the people that we actually choose to be in relationships with or even date. They satisfy some type of need. So if a relationship comes to certain people, they'll prefer they meet a need versus a need. Okay. And going along with needs versus wants creates a better balance in relationships, which there. Exactly. I like that. I like that. You better preach on today. Um, you know, it's Sunday. <laughs> I just believe that a balanced relationship is one where you enter it, um, enter it without expectations from the other person. And let me expound on that for you. Talk about it. Come on, man. You have to come with a certain level of self-sufficiency in order for you to be in a realistic headspace. If you enter in um, expecting so many things from the other person outside of like the base, like the bare minimums of respect, desire, and interest, mm-hmm. right? Those three things are something that you're going to expect from somebody that you're dating. Um, but everything outside of that is something that you kind of need to um, leave up to the experience mm-hmm. because the minute that you begin to build expectations for someone, you set yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. So you have to... You have to know yourself and what it is that you, to piggyback off of Lonnie, need from a relationship. And then as you begin to learn that person, you find out if those needs are going to be met with said person and you Mm -hmm. build off of that. Don't come in expecting a house, a car, expecting him to open the door when you walk out, expecting him to make dinner every night, blah, blah, blah. If he's not that person, then you set yourself up for failure and disappointment every time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where a lot of us get it, like, kind of jacked up, you know? Go into it with less expectations. Get those top three, you know, the desire, um, the respect, and so forth and so on, and then everything else, just let the chips fall where they may. And that will help for a better relationship. It's always, always... I could want you all I want, but do I need you? Mm-hmm. I would, you know what? That actually will be my me- my mental health tip. So don't worry about me. I just gave it. <laughs> so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our thread. Uh, I definitely want to thank Will and Al for joining us for this conversation today. Yes. Uh, thank you for having yes. us. Thank you. No, no problem, sir. So. Baby, here over at yes, here over at Who Raised You Hoes, we always close out our episodes with a mental health tip from everyone um, on the call, and this one will be no different. So, the mental health tip this week, Lonnie already gave his, but I want us to give um, a mental health tip to our listeners about gender roles. What mental health tip would you give to the people when it comes down to gender roles? And what I'll do is I'll go first, and then I'll let you guys finish off it, okay? Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> um, my mental health tip as it pertains to gender roles is stand firm in your truth of who you are and don't depend on your gender. Mm. Because society will tell you, will give you a very, society will give you a box to stand in but you're really a pyramid. So mm-hmm. it's never going to fit. When you enter it, live in your truth in that moment and whatever works well for you and whatever feels right, then that's what you should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my mental health tip. I guess mine's is really simple. Just do what, do what the fuck makes you happy and who cares what anyone thinks. Come on, somebody. <laughs> well... You have to. When you're confident and know who you are, baby, the world is yours. <laughs> That's, That's right. That's right. Well, um, yeah, I guess I'm just going to piggyback off of that and just say, you know, love yourself yeah. first because it's really important. Yeah, you could spend your whole life trying to please everybody else and they're not going to, no matter how much you do, how much you try and conform, nobody's going to sit there at the end of the day and make sure that you're okay. So you got to do that for yourself before you sit here and try and please, you know, society or whoever. And then when you do that, you know, they're never really satisfied. Then they're, Yeah, and they'll never be satisfied. So uh, please yourself before you, you know. Choose yourself. Oh, my choose God. Choose yourself. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I'm going to have to put that on our board. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Y'all it today. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, we want to thank Will and Al for joining us today. Fellas, um, should you tell our listeners where they can find you on the interwebs if you would like to be found? Um, yes, we have uh, an Instagram channel, uh, Instagram.com slash Will and Al. Mm-hmm. Um, Same thing for Twitter. It's, it's at Will and Al. And our YouTube page as well. We are planning on releasing our first official YouTube video uh, coming up this week. And make sure that you guys go and subscribe to our channel. We're gonna do. We're gonna be doing lots of fun things. But most importantly, 
we're going to just be having fun with it. That's that's the biggest thing. We want to have fun. We did this to obviously have our bonding time as brothers. We've always dreamt of being in this position. So now that we're in the position to do that, we just want to share it with the world, mm-hmm. you know. Sounds fantastic. Fellas, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank, thank you for having, having us. Guys. Yes. Yeah, all right. And always remember, you guys, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe our podcast. If you love what you hear over at Who Raised You Hoes, definitely leave us a review and a five-star rating. We really, really appreciate it. We want to get out there to our masses. Share with your friends when oh. we drop on Mondays. Make it happen. Yeah. Do something. And, uh, you know, when we come back in June, because you know this is the finale of. That's right. We're on the finale? Yes, I feel special. Yes. <laughs> we'll be back in June where we will start. I have to think of a name that I want to name the series. I never thought we'll of it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. She was just right. <laughs> Amen. Just stay ready for that announcement. <laughs> All right, with that being said, y'all, see y'all in June. Later. Bye. 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 Bye.